Essential Self-Care Podcast, a podcast for those of us who are, let's face it, too busy for self-care. In this podcast, you will hear real-life stories from people who leaned into their self-care as they were navigating life's storms. You'll learn practical tips, tools, and strategies to incorporate self-care into your own busy life as well. You'll hear from expert guests sharing their expertise on specific tools and modalities of self-care to optimize your well-being in your life, career, and relationships. I'm your host, Dr. Sheetal Ajmani. I am a physician, best-selling author, and founder of Radiant Living Institute, where I guide high-achieving women to get unstuck and learn to live radiantly again through major life transitions. Quick disclaimer before we dive into the episode, please know that this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not medical advice. Always seek the advice of your own health practitioner or mental health provider for your specific situation. Now, let's get started. Welcome to another episode of the Essential Self-Care Podcast. Today, I am so excited to be in the podcast studio with my dear friend, Tiffany Rodriguez. Tiffany is a licensed massage therapist with Movement is Medicine in Norfolk, Virginia. She takes a trauma-informed approach to her Swedish deep tissue and myofascial release techniques. Today, Tiffany is going to share a bit of her self-care journey with us. Welcome to the show, Tiffany. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much. Yeah. Glad to be here. Absolutely. So let's dive right in. Um, Can you share with us an instance in your life where self-care became no longer an option, but an absolute priority for you? And more importantly, what tools and modalities did you turn to at that time? So we probably have to go back to COVID, which I feel like a lot of people probably had a shift in their life during that time. Um, I noticed I was having crippling anxiety uh, before having to make client calls, whether those be virtual or in person. Um, And I'd say a touch of depression, um, not wanting to get dressed and taking a lot of naps and things like that. So at the time, I lived in Charlottesville. Um, I was very fortunate that we lived near a nature park. So I would take walks in the middle of the day and kind of just refresh and reset. Um, Did a lot of virtual yoga. A best friend of mine was teaching online. So that was really helpful, like something to look forward to. Um, And then also did some hiking. Um, When I could get away on the weekends, I'd go and do short backpacking trips and things like that. So those were kind of uh, what kept me grounded when it felt like the world was falling apart. Yeah, yeah. And what you describe, I I agree with you. I think so many people can resonate with that, you know, when the pandemic hit and just a complete shift in the world as we knew it and the way that we were living our day-to-day life. And so uh, I think a lot of people can probably resonate to a lot of maybe unexpected emotions and feelings and experiences coming up through that. And so you know, and having to switch everything to virtual. So a few things that you mentioned, one, getting out in nature, there are so many benefits to getting out in nature, um, connecting with nature. So I love that you mentioned that. And then the virtual yoga, you know, I think giving yourself something, you know, something that you mentioned was giving yourself something to look forward to, Yes. Um, which I think is key. And then also with that, it was also you're finding ways to bring in some of that social connection piece as well, even though it was virtually, which is what we all had to do at that time, right? But finding ways to bring in uh, that social connection piece as well. That was huge for me. 
Yeah, being able to just see other people and talk to them a little bit and see that they were kind of experiencing the same thing. Yeah. So how did these tools specifically help you with some of the things that you had mentioned of feeling anxious, feeling a touch of depression? How do you feel like these tools specifically helped you through that? Um, I think connecting with nature was one where I was able to kind of take a step back and see that the world was in fact not on fire um, in a lot of ways. And um, and it, it, it provided a sense of safety um, and just a moment to to step back and appreciate the things that were still true and safe and good. Um, and then again, the, the social aspect was I was at least getting to see some of my friends, um, even though I couldn't be with them in person. Um, and it gave me hope, I guess, is really what those things that I felt hopeful that we were going to get through this together. Um, and and also, um, I was kind of excited about the virtual shift where it was all of these things I had never considered and ways to connect with people. And now that was our norm. Um, so I was a little bit excited about, okay, so after the pandemic, what what will the world look like? What are the opportunities that will be available now that we've accepted we can do a lot of things virtually? So. Yeah, very interesting perspective. And I'd like, I'd love to reflect on some of that with what you just mentioned. You know, for me, something interesting about that of kind of this shift to virtual is I'm very close to my family. I talk to my parents pretty much every day on the phone, but I had never really FaceTimed with them. Like I had never really done video calls with them until the pandemic. And then, you know, because for such a long time, we were just in such a state of fear even to see our loved ones, especially, you know, our parents or grandparents, you know, um, it's, I turned to FaceTime and video calls with them, something that I really had not done very much of. And now, you know, even now I still, I've still gotten back to kind of my, my old habit of going to the phone more often, but I do use FaceTime with them more than I, I ever did before. And so that's something that has stayed a bit um, and something that I got to experience that I, I didn't really do much of. And then a couple of other things that I want to reflect on that you mentioned, you know, specifically with those nature walks, you know, it's interesting, actually, one of the most challenging times in my life was actually, I was in Charlottesville. <laughs> It was a year in my life that I was in Charlottesville, um, which I love Charlottesville. Beautiful, beautiful place. Um, for our listeners, if you're not familiar, Charlottesville is this beautiful city in Virginia um, with just amazing views of the Blue Ridge Mountains, just amazing hiking, nature, just absolutely beautiful, um, which is why I had, had moved there at that time. Similar. Yep. And so it had nothing to do with living in Charlottesville yeah. itself. It was just the circumstances that I was in at that time. But for me, it was such a big piece of my healing and getting through that challenging moment, that challenging season of my life, actually, not just a moment, but a season of my life was to go out for walks, be in nature. Um, and what it did for me and something that you had mentioned as well, and so that's why I want to just kind of draw that out for our listeners, was it really helped expand my perspective, right? Because it's so easy when you're sitting in your own home 
by yourself. <laughs> yep. Right? To just narrow in your focus on all of the problems, all of the things that seem so hard and so challenging and insurmountable. But when you get out in nature, at least for me, and I heard this a bit with what you shared as well, it just like expands your focus, expands your perspective to like, oh, wow. Like for me, sometimes it would like I'd be walking and I would just see a tree and you know, you just tell, okay, this tree has been around for like hundreds and hundreds of years. Yeah. Like who knows what it has experienced, what seasons it's been through. Uh-huh. Like it just expands your perspective, uh, which is just so beautiful and amazing. And that I always found that to be very refreshing. The other thing I wanted to reflect on was what you mentioned of this sense of safety that it gave you. You know, for so many of us, um, our nervous system is very dysregulated these days uh, for so many of us. And it's just a, a byproduct of our culture, our day-to-day lives, this sense of productivity. And then certainly with the pandemic, so much fear, so much worry, just just ingrained in our day-to-day life yeah, at that time. sprinkled that on. And right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> or like not even sprinkled, like just Dumped. like. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And so, you know. Creating that sense of safety for ourselves is something that I feel like in these days, today, in our modern day culture, is something that we need to actively and intentionally create for ourselves. And we do know that being in nature is a way to uh, kind of help regulate your nervous system, to to cultivate that sense of safety. Obviously, there's other ways as well, um, which can be a topic for a whole other yeah. show. Um, but that is one way is to connect with nature, to to be mindful in nature. And so I'm really glad that you provided that for yourself. And then the sense of hopefulness, right? Having something to look forward to, finding that hope, finding that glimmer of light, right? Even if it's just a small glimmer of light um, that can light up a room you know, in the darkness. And so that's just so valuable. And then I know uh, that you then subsequently went through some changes, like with your career and you went on, you took a pretty big step. A pretty big step. I would say, yes, a a little reckless. Um, I don't know that I recommend it for everyone, but it was, it was a huge step. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Okay. Um, Quick shout out to today's sponsor, Reclaim Your Radiance, Radiant Living Institute's signature coaching program designed to help you reclaim your worth, renew your energy, and restore your happiness in your life, career, and relationships. This six-module curriculum has already helped countless women rediscover themselves through life's storms. From setting difficult boundaries within toxic relationships to finding their inner strength and power while navigating divorce and co-parenting to aligning their career and business with their authentic self and to learning how to live for themselves again after their kids have left the nest. This program has been a guiding force for women to live unapologetically and shine brightly within their lives once again, or often, even for the first time ever. Experience the results for yourself. Head over to radiantlivinginstitute.com forward slash reclaim dash your dash radiance to learn more and get started. So I decided as I was taking these walks in nature that um, I had done some some backpacking previously, um, did not love it, actually kind of hated it um, and said I would never do a long trip again. Uh, and then it kind of shifted. I 
wasn't feeling fulfilled in my career. Um, I was not doing massage therapy at the time. And I asked my partner, hey, would you like to save up some money and quit our jobs and hike the Pacific Crest Trail? Uh, He was elated. He's always wanted to do that. Um, And so we saved up for about a year and a half, applied for permits, and we both quit our jobs March of 2022 and sat out on a journey of five and a half months uh, walking from um, the Canadian border, or excuse me, from the Mexican border to the Canadian border. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. So Tiffany shared this story with me the first time I met her close to a year ago, six months to a year ago. And I was just, I had so many questions for you. I thought it was the coolest thing. So, and also not quite reckless. You did make the decision and then save up and plan for a year and a half. So I wouldn't quite say it's fair, reckless, Um, but quite an adventure. I do think it's interesting though, that you actually didn't enjoy backpacking that much to start off with. And there are a lot of tears. And then you made this decision and spent five months doing just that. Yes. What was, I'm just curious, uh, what was that shift? Like, like, how did you go from not really enjoying backpacking to being like, I'm going to do this for myself? I felt like in order to change the feelings that I was having and the unfulfillment in my career, I knew I needed to do something big to make a change. I wasn't going to just quit my job and look on job postings and find another one. Um, I felt like I had to do something very drastic, which is often my personality. Um, So I knew it had to be something big and it had to be hard. Um, I wanted to be pushed mentally and physically to my limits. Um, And I had done enough research to know that those type of long distance hikes will do that to you. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I just picked the pie in the sky and said, that's what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So many things just came to mind to reflect on. So I'll try to kind of organize (laughs) these pieces of it. Uh, So one thing is that I think is really interesting is I hear this element of pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, doing something new, doing something different. And to me, that brings to mind, you know, for me, anytime I've gone through a major transition in my life, a major challenging season in my life, I have also found the desire to try new things, to put myself in new situations, right? Mm -hmm. Now, for me, that has looked like things like Tahitian dance classes or ukulele lessons, right? Um, And I bring that up just for our listeners because not everyone may have the opportunity or the desire to take five months off. Absolutely. or the resources to do that, yes. to to hike the Pacific Coast Trail. Uh, but finding, but even finding small ways to just put yourself in new situations, it just, I feel like it, and I'm sure there's a lot of science behind it. I haven't really looked into it, but I'm sure there's a lot of science behind it. But I think it just puts your, it just gets you using a different part of your brain yes. as well, right? And so it actually is affecting your just overall mood, growth, growing in different ways, um, ability to do hard things. I think I came back and I was like, what can I do? I just slept in a tent for five and a half months. I was hungry. I was cold. Um, and I found a way to, to get through it. And so I came back and I was like, I got this. I can do, I can do life off of trail. Um, it just gave me a certain type of courage that I had never been able to touch before. Yeah, that's amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. So like this experience, right, 
of putting yourself in this situation. And again, it could be hiking the Pacific Coast Trail. It could be taking dance lessons, music lessons, whatever it is for you. Could be doing a podcast. Could be doing a podcast. Exactly. (laughs) So Tiffany, this is her second podcast episode, right? So just putting yourself in these new situations. Um, And... But what it does also, you know, there's this thing, and I've mentioned this in previous episodes as well, just this sort of phrase that in the that's very popular in the personal development world of kind of like how you do anything is how you do everything, right? And so even though this experience that might seem completely unrelated to your career or just pulling out different examples for whatever someone might be going through, you know, maybe it seems completely unrelated to your relationships or your career or, di- or your health or different aspects of your life, but how you do anything is how you do everything. And there's so many lessons that you can glean from certain life experiences. And so Something else that we've talked about in previous episodes is like following your joy, following your fun as mm-hmm. well. And so for our listeners, I would suggest, you know, if you're like, I want to try something new as well, just ask yourself that question. Like, what would give me, what sort of activities give me joy? What sort of activities would I want to lean into and, and mm-hmm. go from there? And even and this is a hard part for many of my listeners, I know, because many of my listeners, like myself, are very goal oriented. Right. Yes. So it's kind of like, well, what is the goal in doing that? Right. And we've kind of drifted away from doing things just because it gives us pleasure. Yes. I thought, well, what if I can't finish? And so what's the point? I was like, then I just don't finish. And I, then we stop three months in and that would be okay because I did this really joyful, exciting once in a lifetime thing. Um, Yes. That is so beautiful. I love, love that you shared that as well because I do think that. That will resonate with many of my (laughs) listeners and myself, right? Like we are so goal oriented and have that all or nothing mindset. Okay, if I'm not going to finish, then what's the point of even starting, Mm -hmm. right? I I like I can hear that inner dialogue within myself, and and I've definitely heard it in many clients I've worked with as well. But there is a point in starting. Like you learn so much along the way. Absolutely, absolutely. It doesn't. The goal does not matter. And you know what? I didn't get to the final. Um, kind of terminus that they've that they've decided this year. It changes every year because of wildfires. Because mm-hmm. guess what? I can't control everything, and so there were storms and wildfires and previous wildfire areas that were unsafe to travel through. And I did get COVID on trail, so then I had to take two weeks off. And so there were so many things that happened. Um, and I didn't technically finish, and that's okay because I still did the thing. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And kind of setting that goal, so that sort of out there, you know, pie in the sky goal. What that does is is it gives us something to work towards. And then, like you said, there's so many unforeseen challenges and obstacles that can come along the way. And that's just life. Like we can always pivot. We can always change. We can always, that goal is just out there as like kind of maybe a direction to go in. Exactly. Right. Um, And just allow it to be that and enjoy the journey and enjoy the process. And I realize, uh, I realize for everyone listening right now that this is so much easier said than done. Yes. Um, I've been there. I have lived it. I am still living it. (laughs) The fact, you know, having to remind myself of these things Mm -hmm. on the regular. And so I do realize that it's easier said than done, but I hope that this serves as a bit of um, inspiration. I feel like we covered a lot of really important and valuable nuggets in today's episode. I think just to, to close out, is there any 
sort of final pieces of advice or lessons learned from your own journey that we haven't already talked about that you would like to share with our listeners? I think uh, probably the, the thing that I always try to tell myself is that no one is coming to change my life. Um, no one is coming to save me as much as I would like them to sometimes. Um, and it is up to me. And so just taking that leap again, it is easier said than done. Um, and I am also still living through that. I have a completely different career now um, in life, but just take that first step. Um, no one else is going to do it for you. And I, there is such a beautiful life after that first step. It is there. You just, you just got to you got to muscle up and just go through it. So I love that. I love that. And, um, you know, kind of taking the power back to ourselves, right? There's so much that we can often say and think. And again, this is something I've been there. Um, and it still happens to me. And sometimes we need someone to help reflect some of this back to us, right, as well. And for me, oftentimes that has been my family, my friends, therapy, um, a coach. So so oftentimes we cannot often see where we are keeping ourselves stuck or limited, right? But when we see that that we really can take control over the things that we do have control over in our lives, which so often it really boils down to things like our thoughts, our words, our actions, right? Um, And then there's so much else. Most everything else is completely out of our control. (laughs) But when we shift our focus to those things that we do have control over, it's just very empowering. And we realize that um, there is so much that you can do and we can break through these often imaginary barriers that we have set up up for ourselves. Um, So I think that's really powerful. And then the other thing that I want to reflect on with what you just shared is you know, you mentioned needing to kind of take this really big step, right? You know, uh, saving up, planning for a year and a half, hiking the Pacific Coast Trail. But I want to go back to also like, yes, that that was a big, obviously a very big thing, a very big step. But there were lots of small steps along the way, right? Like it started with hiking in Charlottesville. Yep. Going out for walks Mm -hmm. and then going on these small backpacking trips and things like that. So there was a build. And so the reason I want to mention that is, is is also, you know, just reflecting on what you said of taking that first tiny step, yep. right? I always say small changes make a large impact. And so taking that first tiny step, even if you don't know where it's going to lead you, like that's okay. I'm sure when you started just hiking in yeah. Charlottesville, like you didn't do that with the end goal in mind that you were going to spend five months hiking the Pacific Coast Trail. I would have trained a lot harder knowing how hard the, the Pacific Crest Trail was. Um, so yeah, I, it was just a walk. I just wanted to yeah. see the sights and enjoy myself. And it, it was, yeah, it was just that small little habit of, I need to go on a walk every day. And that kind of turned into, I really would like to do this more. Um, yeah. Yeah. So just start somewhere and just be open to where that leads you. Uh, well, I have really, really enjoyed our conversation. I'm sure our listeners, um, have gleaned a lot from our conversation as well. So if anyone wants to learn a little bit more about you and the work that you're doing, where can they find you? How can they connect with you? You can find me on Instagram. It is M-I-M underscore massage. Um, I am at Movement is Medicine PT Clinic, um, and you can find them at Movement is Medicine um, underscore PT. Um, And we're on Collie Avenue in Norfolk. So come see us. We offer physical therapy. We do dance medicine, pelvic floor therapy, um, and then massage as well. 
Wonderful. Thank you so much. And I will include all those links in our show notes. Thanks again for being here today. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Essential Self-Care Podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe, leave a positive review, and share this episode with someone you know. And remember, your free guide, Six Simple Yet Powerful Steps to Create Your Radiant Life, is waiting for you at RadiantLivingInstitute.com. Download it today.